Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing.
You know, God's authority um, is something awesome. God's throne was established on authority. Uh, the acts of God issue from his throne. His throne is established on his authority. All things are created through God's authority, and all physical laws of the universe are maintained by God's authority. Uh, the Bible calls it upholding all things by the word of his power, which means upholding all things by the word of the power of his authority. For God's authority represents God himself, whereas his power stands only for his act. Uh, it is imperative for us who desire to serve God to know the authority of God. And, of course, to know that, we must study his word. Study to show yourself approved, a workman who needeth not be ashamed or be lacking, as it were, but rightly dividing the word of truth. We find out that in God's authority, we said we were going to talk about that today, uh, the authority of God or authority is called, basically, we might say the controversy of the universe. The controversy of this universe is centered on who shall have the authority, and our conflict with Satan is the direct result of our attributing authority to God. We've said, Father God, I, I give you my life. You are the authority in my life. And then our conflict that we have with Satan in that respect. To maintain God's authority, we must be subject to that authority with all of our heart. I was reading in John, the book of John, and uh, it was using a, an agricultural picture here, an agricultural terminology, in calling something a corn of wheat. It said, except a corn of wheat uh, die, then it remaineth to itself. So let's just take, for instance, let's take a, an ear of corn. You can picture that. And then we get something like tweezers, and we pick out one kernel of that corn. And that's what you call a corn of wheat, or this, this one kernel here. Or if we had, uh, if, if, if it were a head of wheat, then one of those kernels would be what they call a corn of wheat. And so as long as you have that in hand, we might say, or we, we protect that and save that, or it, be, it stays its own self, then it's just going to stay its own self. And that's what uh, the Word of God was telling us in John. Except a corn of wheat die, it remaineth alone. It is just by itself. But on the other hand, as this corn of wheat would die, then it means that it's going to die. There's a germination that takes place. I'm talking about in the spiritual realm now. As a person dies out to self-will, self-ambition, but looks to God and say, Father God, I give my life to you. It's a matter of, and I say say that, it's not a matter of saying that once. It's like making a faith confession. You start out, you might say, dry and with not maybe being totally convinced that everything is like it ought to be yet, but you start out in the right direction of confessing a faith's confession. And you keep making that confession until one day it will drop down into your spirit. Then it becomes alive to you as it drops into your spirit. And so that's how we start out with giving ourselves over to God. We make a decision, I give myself to you. All right, we mean that at that time. We're serious about that. But Paul talked about himself. He said, I die daily. In other words, he says, I, I have this little war every day, and so I go through the same thing every day. I die out to my desires, to my plans and my purposes and the things that I would desire to pursue in life. I die out to that, and I go to the Father looking for his desire and direction in my life. So, uh, except a corn of wheat die, 
it remains to itself. It's just you, you know, words a year later, there will be one corn of wheat. Five years later, there will be that one corn of wheat will keep remaining to itself. And uh, the reason that I say that, that's a picture of a person. That's what the Bible's talking about. This is a picture of a person. A person that refuses to change and to die out to their own ideals and, uh, and desires. And really, in this case, die out to self, giving ourselves to God as Jesus prayed, Father, not my will, but thine be done. And that can be a very uh, ongoing prayer. Not my will, but thine be done. I believe that would be a good thing to pray every day. Not my will, but thine be done. I don't think there's an eternal yes with that. Uh, because we could say that today and, and, and tomorrow while well, we feel differently. So we keep saying tomorrow, keep expressing ourselves. But when this corn of wheat dies in, then it multiplies itself. And the Bible gives us this picture. Uh, after it dies and it disappears off the scene and there's no recognition and and there's uh, not any signs of the name or anything up on the marquee. This corn of wheat becomes transparent or unseen, as it were. As a person becomes this way, unseen, then the thing that begins to be seen is the life of God begins to be seen in this person. You begin to see Jesus in them because no longer do they have this driving self-will and and I want it my way, and this is the way it's going to be, and I have my rights. Well, all that is died out to. You know, we, the person has died out to that. And now uh, they're saying, not my will, but thine be done to the Lord Jesus and to the Father. Uh, and then and then onlookers, although you're not doing it for that reason, but onlookers begin to see Christ in you because Christ is alive. He begins to live through us. And then this picture comes from the agricultural standpoint. When this happens, then there seems like there's a period that nobody knows about this person. This person has become transparent, as it were. Not asserting themselves. And then next thing you know, when Christ is seen, and here comes this little blade up from the ground, a little blade. And then, and then the water of the word keeps coming, the water of the word, the water of the word. And then a little stalk comes up, and then the stalk grows tall. It grows thick and strong. And, the, and then next thing you know, there's some, there's some little blooms or tassels come out here. I'm, th I'm thinking of a corn stalk now is what I'm basically thinking of. And then this, then this little ear begins to grow, little bitty tender uh, kernels are very tender. You could squeeze them and just pinch them off. But pretty soon they begin to grow and then they become strong and they begin to develop out. And then not only do we just have one little kernel of corn, as it were, we've got a whole ear, many kernels of corn. So this one kernel of corn that died out to itself became transparent. Now is back with this whole crowd. We got all of these kernels now. Then you go up the stalkways, and there's another ear of corn. Except a corn of wheat die; it remains to itself. But this one that does die, it will be multiplied many times over. You know, speaking of authority, and we are talking about authority today on the Oasis of Love broadcast, the uh, Hour of Anointing over the Oasis Network. We we would say before Paul knew authority. He tried in his own will and way to wipe out the church, to follow the decree of the land, as it were, the law of the land, to wipe out the church, oh, not the law of the land, the decree of the land, of the king. After he had met the Lord on the Damascus road, he saw 
that it was hard for him to kick against the goads, or it was uh, human power to kick against the goads of God's authority. You know, God's authority has been sometimes called sandpaper, sometimes the pricks or the goads that, that stick us. <laughs> but he immediately fell to the ground, acknowledged Jesus as Lord. After that, he was able to submit to the directions given him by Ananias. And how could Paul, this clever, educated person, capable person, listen to the words of little Ananias, an unknown little brother mentioned only once in the Bible? Well, the reason he could do that is because he met the authority of God. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.